Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. It actually was a great weekend of shows. I had a good time. and uh, But somebody, wait, you always grab your ass when somebody tags you in something. Sure. Yeah, that's my first instinct is, what the hell? I never have a positive experience with this. And this person wrote, <laughs> he wrote, great show last night. Adam and Rich totally killed. Aaron McGuire was there too. <laughs> Did you piss this person off? <laughs> I, and then he found he ripped a picture off my Facebook page. He ripped off my, my profile picture and put it on this. He tagged it. People baffle me. Does he think that that's a good comment? I guess so. I lo- I'm telling you, people are just have been stating facts to me or for a long that, time now. Or is that like a like a like an inside joke? But no. no one's supposed to get it. I don't know who this person is. I have no inside jokery. These two killed, <laughs> and Aaron was here. <laughs> See, when you do it, it's funny. That's... Now that I buy. Not this guy. No. That no, doesn't... he's like, I had the veal. The drinks were good. I like amaretto sours. And Aaron my wife McCoy. was here. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Somebody get the hook. Why would you eat? And if you're going to do it, why tag you? I don't know. Why go to the trouble to find a picture too? Look, he made a he made a collage. I was in the collage. Mm. He knew enough to get the picture, but not enough to say I was good. Yeah, just that you were there. And then there's Maud. And, and you know. And she has red hair. <laughs> I tell you, Thanks. I am cursed with people saying facts. You said those words. You did that thing. You're wearing those pants. Oh my God. You know, I actually, I had an in-person audition this past week. Very important. Big gig. Nice callback. I got a callback. Can you can you say what? I had an audition for a Broadway play. Oh. Yes, a farce. A sex farce. Okay. Mm, oh. Sign me up. Sex farce. A lot of, lot of material. Of course, I did my thing where I rain man memorize everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Go in there and I have a good audition. I feel good about it. And you know, you know how you know when you book something and you no. know when you don't. Okay. Don't. <laughs> okay. Then you know how you know when you don't. You don't. You don't even know when you I know, know when I blew it, and that's a lot. Okay. But you don't have that instinct that says, oh, I did a good job. That's not mine. Uh, yeah, I, yes. Okay. I, there you go. Uh, that was me. And the tell was at the end, they went, thank you. That was a lot of material to prepare. And that's what I was like, I'll show myself out. <laughs> and Aaron auditioned. <laughs> and Aaron was there. <laughs> Jesus. I'm having a hell of a week. I remember auditioning for something and I, I was like, this, this play had been like spinning around for a while. And I auditioned and I like super prepared. Yeah. And I somehow went against my anxiety and remembered everything. Okay. And uh, really, like, nailed it. I was like, I have I have this inside me. Oh. 
uh, auditioned. <laughs> and he's long. <laughs> and he's intense. I auditioned, and uh, then a friend of mine who's also part of the casting, he's like, so they're changing it up a little bit. Oh, crap. I said, okay, well, what part? Because... Well, Yours, because you ruined it. They're, they're like, well, it's going to be a little bit more salacious, like shirts off and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I thought this is a dramatic play about the AIDS crisis. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say, I thought this was King Lear. <laughs> I was like, mm. Wait, wait, wait. It's still Magnolias. Right. So, so they're all topless? <laughs> they're all at Hooters. It's no longer at Truvies. They're all at Hooters. <laughs> Want a cookie? No, these orange shirts are better. <laughs> Until until he cl- he closed in this carport and built me a hooter so I can support him. <laughs> Who wants chicken wings? I have some chicken wings in my purse. <laughs> Grilled cheese is better. It's your first time on the fryer. <laughs> oh God! Jack's wish- now always said, <laughs> "Shelby, you'll be the hostess one day." A nail. <laughs> you know a nail works at Hooters. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There she is, praying by the deep fryer every day. And I told her, you get those shimmer tights on and you get to work. You're going to burn your nipples off. I got these mozzarella sticks ain't going to serve themselves. <sighs> anyway. Anywho. Uh, I thought I nailed it. And then they're like, well, they're going the, another way. So this is like a drama play about this guy whose uh, partner just died of AIDS, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so what part of the story are you changing? Because it seems like that's the story. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, they're going to cut most of that out. And now it's just going to be like a bunch of guys like living in like basically Melrose Place with their shirts off. I'm like, so you actually just changed the entire story. <laughs> <laughs> They say the word AIDS, yeah, I'm but like, it's like towards hmm. the end. <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested in that version. And were, was he asking you if you wanted to come back in and take your shirt off? No. Oh, he was. It wasn't an invitation. No, because at that, I mean, I'm not one of those people anyway. You're not a nudie. Well, no, they would never ask. They they'd ask like the you know the vapid, you know, chorus super boys. chorus yeah. boy that doesn't know why they're there. That's ripped. Yeah. Right. And that's all that it is. Yeah. It's like, just it's like take your shirt touch, off. Let me. Step, touch, again. <laughs> Jesus. Step, so touch, tan. step. Now, nah, uh, again. Let's do another one, but <clears throat> take off your shirt. Yeah. But he's Carrie Fisher in Soap Dish. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Um, so you're going in another direction, is what yeah, you're saying. So that happened a lot. Wow. Except for when I auditioned for Joe Mantello and I left, I was like, I nailed it. And I had no idea who Joe Mantello was. And Joe Mantello was like, I beg to differ. (laughs) (laughs) I nailed it. I once auditioned for something where I had such a good time in the room and I was making a- you didn't leave? What? (laughs) You didn't leave? I didn't leave. So what are we going to do now? (laughs) So drinks, guys? Good. My place or yours? Let's just get drinks here at Pearl Studios. I, I was like cutting up and- making everybody laugh. And I was, ooh, yeah, I was feeling myself. I was in the flow. I was channeling. And and the guy goes, oh, God, you are so funny. Where are you performing next? And I was like, well, clearly not in your show. 
which is the nicest way anybody has ever told me. I didn't get yeah, the job. That is so great. You're going to be really great in someone else's show. Exactly. Oh. You're going to be awesome on a different stage. Not with us. No. No. That's like a, I told a joke the other day about somebody told me that they think I have a fear of success, which is a great way to tell someone you think they're a failure. That's nice. <laughs> it's so kind. That's nice. So yeah, it's it's been a real fun week, kids. Lots of ups and downs and downs and ups. I did shows in Atlantic City. Oh, does Atlantic, Atlantic City. City? When I Google it, does it look as bad as the Google images? No, it looks worse. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. it's actually like it's pretty amazing. It's like a before and after and after and after. Like if you saw. Um, a clip of a tsunami and the town is just being rushed to one side. Mm-hmm. Would it be the final clip where everything is just shoved to one side and like the water is receded, but everything's stocked on, on top of one? Yeah, another? but add 150 years and now aliens have landed. Huh. That's roughly where Atlantic City is at. And there's no trees, right? There's no nothing. Okay. I even went over to the, like, because I was at the Borgata, which is not right on the boardwalk. So I took me a jitney over mm. to the boardwalk and that 20 minute drive is is an experience you know it's like indiana jones would you go why did you do that by yourself i had time here's to, the thing what were you doing <laughs> writing a suicide note <laughs> yes dear diary <laughs> <laughs> i was like i got time to burn i got time i'm gonna do this 20 20 minute jitney to uh, this desolate place in the here's middle of the March. thing about time in casinos it changes it shapeshifts. Sure. It's like it's like today. We we change the clocks. And do you ever get like so eerily exhausted by time that you get existential? You get like that in the casinos. Because I I even took a nap at one point in the day and I woke up at three o'clock like I had been On time traveling. I was like, ah, ah, I know who killed John Bonet. <laughs> I think like, we all do now. I know. The brother. Right. Yeah, you believe that? Settle Sorry. Down. Anyway, Settle we'll down. go back to that. Uh, yeah, Atlantic City. So I had like a whole day. Like you only work for 20 minutes a night. You're doing mm. a set. Whatever. It's exhausting. But then you have the whole day. And I don't gamble. I'm not a gambler. No. Kenny. I can't. I, I hate it. Don't you hate gambling? Yes. I don't like the gambler. Oh. The song. Okay. I like Kenny Rogers. I don't like gambling. I don't have a lot of money. I'm not going to give it to a stranger and sit there and next to somebody who's spending their social security check. Yeah. I'd rather go to like uh, Pacific Sunwear and throw my money around <laughs> there. <laughs> that was so, that was so yeah. specific even for me. There you go. And it's called PacSun. Uh, All right. Whatever it She's is. She's a lady. Call her by her name. I didn't know that we had abbreviated it because we can't spell anymore. PacSun. Thanks. PacSun. I well, the first time I went to Atlantic City and nothing much has changed. Uh, I you know I like the slot machines at least, but I've ne- I didn't even play a slot while I was there. But the first time I went to AC and I was sitting at the slot machines, there's this woman like two or three slots down with her husband, and she's leaning over like this, and he's she's dead. Pet- <laughs> I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if somebody weekended Bernie. Somebody's like, you know what? I got to go bury this body in the Pine Barrens. But first, give me 20 on red. <laughs> I'm on a roll. It's going to take a second for the coroner to get here anyway. Exactly. 
<laughs> it's Atlantic City. I'm not. I she might as well finish her drink. She's not. <laughs> it's a white Russian. We paid for it. I mean, come on. She's not going anywhere. <laughs> so she's like hunched over by the slot machine and he's petting her back and I was like oh my god she must have just lost a shit ton of money oh no this is back when they had coins that you would actually put into the machines no no this woman was throwing up into her coin cup and then took the coins out flipped off the vomit and slipped it in what because you don't give up when you got a hot machine, baby. Yeah, but I, now see, your coins I, People are hot. would die in front of a hot machine. Yeah, now your coins are covered in vomit, but that doesn't make a difference. How old is this woman? 70? Uh, no, I would say like mid-40s. Wow, that's a direct hit. Wow, that is terrible. That's a direct hit. <laughs> if I were passed out at a casino, you know that I've been taken to the second location. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You didn't listen to Oprah. No. But, yeah, she was just puking in her coin cup, reusing the coins. And I thought, you know what, that machine... Why didn't she empty out the <laughs> coins into, like, her hand? How many did she possibly have? Oh, if you got... Remember you used to get, like, a big old, like, You're talking to cup? someone that doesn't do this. So, no, I don't <laughs> I never remember did. that. I never did this. But the, back in the day, if you when were to casinos say like, had money... If you were to say, like, oh, it was a Pringles can, you know, and then you have... There's about 300 Snakes. Pringles in it, right. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was peanut brittle. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so back in the day, they'd give you like a, like a sippy cup, you know, like an extra large thing, and they would fill it with coins, and that was half the fun of it, is the act of doing this. Well, now what do you do? Shook. Now it's all like computers, and you just hit buttons, and you have a card that goes right in, and that card attaches to a little stringy thing that's attached to your body. It's attached to your life savings. It's like having a whoopee, you know, it's like having a... Pacifier. Uh, this, this, sound, this is gross. It's so depressing. I also wonder if she did it in a way to be like, whoever hits this machine is going to get like a Gallagher show when yeah. that thing pays out. It's going to be like the Witches of Eastwick with the cherry pits, just vomiting cherry pits all Yeah, over. just spatter. Yeah. Yes. So all this is to say is Atlantic City is a wild place where time has ceased to exist. And when you go over to the boardwalk, I thought, I'll go over and get some saltwater taffy. No, you'll get crack. You'll get meth, and you'll like it. Uh, did did you just like watch beaches? Is that why you thought that going to the boardwalk it would was be, be dreamier this than it was? Experience? Absolutely, okay. yeah. And and it is. Oh my god! It is the land that time forgot. Like the piers just falling apart. Oh my god! We should go. No, that does not sound like fun. <laughs> that does not sound like fun. Girls we weekend. Go. Yay. <laughs> Get out your tightest, shortest Hervé Leger dress. Are there any attractive people there? Absolutely no? not. Hmm. They do come out to play on Friday and Saturday nights. Who does? But every girl who is at like a bachelorette party or something like that. I don't give a shit about a girl. Are there any attractive men there? No. God, okay. no. Look, it's Atlantic City. I don't, I've only seen the Google images. They don't really show people. Exactly. <laughs> they show people face down it's, on the sand. Yeah. The bodies that are wafting it's into like, the water. Look at this. It might as well be like Chernobyl with, with a Bally sign on top. Exactly. I feel like everybody who's in there, it depends, I think, on what casino you go to. Because Borgata is like a nicer casino, so it attracts better looking people. You go over to Caesars, these guys look like something you dredged out of a river. Okay. So I guess it's the difference between. The TV show Blind Date and the TV show Studs. Oh, yes. Okay. I would have said Eliminate, but that's cool, too. Mm, eliminate's good. Or yeah. Next. Sign anyway. me up. 
All right. If it's a bad idea, I am in. Oh, what do you say? Is it time? Look at Julesy. Julesy trying to not rock the boat there. There you go. All right. Look at your little over. obstacle course. Julesy got a haircut. What do you think? Isn't he Shaving fancy? Yes. With his, he's got, he's down to six hairs now. We love him so. Wow. It's time to welcome everybody. Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Judge Ito. And I'm Sherry Vine. Oh, and we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar in the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Ain't nothing wrong with admiration. Don't be ashamed of that. Relations is beautiful. When I was young, I used to always have relations. Every night, if a nice gentleman bring me flowers and candy, take me to a movie, show me a lovely evening, then I would take him home and give him hot, lovely relations. Relations is a beautiful thing. It's nothing to be ashamed of, especially to young people. I think that, that it's you're You know, sometimes when I'm alone, I relate to myself. I can relate. Next. Professor. <laughs> That's Mark actually Wallace, fun. the only man that made me moist. Good, good attempt. Good, a, good mm. guess. It actually is the voice in my head. Oh wow! And we are the voices in your ears because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're putting them on a bus and we're making them flat iron their hair and wearing their Z Cavariches and then we're rejecting them outright. Nah. You've heard it here first. And you should hear us this week, all week, every week. So follow us on your social medias. We're dusting things up over there at Dear Pod Official on Instagram. You can slide into our DMs, say something sexy to us, or ask us an advice question. Or you can email it to us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. While you're there, check out our website, will you, dearpodofficial.com. It's all Dear Pod Official. Are you surprised at this point? Even our Patreon page, patreon.com slash... Dear Pod Official, we're so predictable. It's called Consistent Branding, Patrick, Uh from DeMarshall Yeh. (laughs) And finally, actually, the most important thing is that we are doing a live show in New York City at Caveat on the Lower East Sexy Side. On April 19th at 9.30, we have links on our pages, we have links in our minds, and in our hearts, we're linking you to us. Caveat! April 19th, 9.30 p.m., bring your drinks. And we're actually going to have a special guest in the audience. I'm very excited about this. I can't I can't give it away, but... Well, can you tell me, or...? No. Okay. Uh, I, no. Nope. I, no. No, Superman. Uh, no. no. So this week, we are turning the clocks ahead, spring ahead. Spring ahead. I, I don't do it anymore. The clocks do it for me, and thank God for that. Because what is time? Time won't give me time. And time is a lover something. I don't know the lyrics. I don't. (laughs) Wow. I was like faced with my own mortality in that moment where I was like, I'm ready for this moment. I've been ready for it. And I wasn't. So, uh, yeah, we're turning the clocks. So we thought, let's talk about time. Time after time. There's lots of time. Uh, Because of this clock change, I did show. Did you like the song Time After Time? I did. Did I like? Did I like it? Yeah, of course. It was Cindy Lauper. Didn't like everything that the Lauper did, but I do love that time after time. That really like dentalized tea. So, <laughs> so the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of time, I did some shows last night. I got home at two now three in the morning. Two now three. Like I watched the time when change two over. Two becomes one. When two becomes one, and I needed more sleep. 
So I'm running I need on... some sleep because I'm really fucking tired today. You know when you get tired to a point where you're like a little kid who's going to cry at anything? I'm like cranky. Cranky cry. That's yeah. me today because I have lost an hour, an hour of my life. And I react like I just came back from Japan. Did it's, you? I wish. I'd love to go back there again. I loved it. Japan. And they loved me because I looked like a Muppet. Oh. On the streets. go. People would just stare. They wanted to touch my hair. It was very... And then did you take your head off? <laughs> yes, and I gave it to them. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what's happening. Are we Are we doing this anymore? Like, are we doing... What? This time, time change thing. Time travel? Did we decide that we're just... Stop- I mean, I, I, somebody just tell me if I have to keep doing this time thing. Well, I think, yeah. We are still doing it unless... Unless somebody from the government tells us otherwise. Right. We have literally invented time, and we can't all just decide, let's just keep this one time. Yet, what is it, Arizona is like, we've got this, you guys. We we like this two o'clock thing. We're just going to stick with one and yes, not change. There's literally one state. Arizona, so... It's a dry heat. Who ever says, you know where I really want to go? Where? Arizona. No one says that. Um, no one does. And anyway, except for like Arizona State University, where it's basically just like drugs and alcohol. Maybe there's a book. I don't know. But you can get that by not going to Arizona. You could, but then you'd be in Arizona. Because it's like it's like the Bermuda Triangle of the United States. It it's is. like no one really wants to go there. If you They're end not up there, changing their times. It's... There's nothing that's, it's just hot. It, it's like a, it's like an empty target. It's kind of the place you go to bury the bodies. Right. You know? You're like, I'm smart-ish. I'm smart light. Yeah. I'm kind of neither here nor there. Right. I have no direction. I'm just like a spinning compass. I don't like barbecue that much, but I right. like it enough. Right. Yeah. And I can stand the heat. I so would. So I can stay in the kitchen. Could you imagine me in Arizona? No. That is not my place. I've been there twice. Each time I had a third degree burn. Yeah. And uh, I've never experienced heat quite like that. It is weird because they also have the misters on the street to try Ooh. to like attempt to give you some relief. Oh, I thought you were. The like, misters. misters. <laughs> no. the misters? Well, hey there, mister. What are you doing on this hey, hot, little girl. hot street? Are you Can as hot you? as this street? Fuck yeah, I am. I'm a mister. <laughs> Next. <laughs> You can't next me, baby. I'm, a, I'm an Arizona I mister. live in Arizona, the unnextable state. <laughs> you can't unnext me, bitch. <laughs> that would be your tagline if you were unnext. <laughs> you can't unnext me, bitch. I'll unnext you first. All right, let's talk about time. Everybody's favorite subject. Yes. Hit me. This is from the Shreveport Journal, Shreveport, Louisiana, May 10th. It was Twas a Tuesday, 1977. Dear Abby, I'm a Vietnamese refugee living in Cleveland, Ohio. Aren't we all? For two years. That is already a lot of information. Oh, wow. <laughs> but she really lays it out. Yeah, right. I like that. I'm a Vietnamese refugee living in Cleveland, Ohio for two years. From my window, I see a man about 75 come to this... Come... Oh, just come, come to see this lady friend often. I heard from the neighbors that this friendship is over 20 years old. My girlfriend lives in another apartment, and visiting her, I saw the same old guy visiting an older woman every day of the month. 
I heard that this woman, now in her 80s, was in show business many years ago and has been married five times. Quote, unquote. I, show business. I know we have a lot to learn in our new country about customs, habits, etc. But how can parents complain if their children's morals are bad if the senior citizens act this way? I feel very sorry to see my neighbor fooled by this old wolf. In our country, we respect old people, and they are very respectable. I cannot understand the behavior of your senior citizens. I think this is rather unusual. Please reply. Okay. Answer it. Signed, from Vietnam. I have questions. <clears throat> Dear From, it is not possible to know all the facts merely by what you see from your window or hear from your friends. Besides, in this country, people of all ages are entitled to privacy. I don't know what religious beliefs you hold, but the New Testament says, judge not, yet he, yet he not judge. <laughs> Think that's about it. not an accurate right. quote from the Bible, and I've read mine cover to cover. I it burned in my hands as soon as I touched it. Don't even want to read the Bible. Isn't it lest ye be judged? Uh, uh, oh, God. She was like, I can't be bothered. i got to answer 20 more of these things today. Fuck it. Judge uh, not yet. Judge Judy yet. She's Judge Wapner. Yet I'll have I don't know. the chicken I'll wings. have what she's having. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I'm going to paraphrase the Bible when I said, when I get messed up in the party. <laughs> I, I think it was scene. Abraham Lincoln who said, anything is a dildo if you're imaginative enough. I don't know. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt. I don't know. I think it was Benjamin Franklin says, I'm too dirty to get to clean my act up. No? <laughs> I think you said clean my ass up. I think it was I Benjamin really... Franklin who said, wipe me. I was wondering how the Vietnamese refugee would play into this story because it was such a specific detail for her to give Mm -hmm. to basically compare and contrast. Wait, I thought, what is she saying? Like this chick is taking this guy for a ride or is he taking her for a ride? I thought he was getting his knobs lobbed. Yes, but to different people. Oh, how is that a bad thing? Uh Oh, what? If senior citizens are, how can we teach the children of today? Morals and if Mr. Clancy from down the street, who's 65. If Rip Van Winkle is going. (laughs) getting tail. Getting busy at every senior center in Arizona. Hey, live your life. I'm just saying. I'm not Vietnamese, and I don't live in Ohio. (laughs) Yet. I will not live in Ohio. And I can't change the fact that I'm not. not, You're not a refugee. I'm not Rachel Dolezal, so I'm not going to pretend that I'm Vietnamese. (laughs) So what's the news flash? I Patty O'Brien is, is not, not Rachel, Rachel Dolezal. And you've heard it here on Dear Pod. Right. DearPodOfficial.com. Yeah. Endorse us. Uh I so so she's just watching, she's like Mrs. What's the what's the chick who's Gladys the nosy? Kravitz. Exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. The name. Mm-hmm. So she's Gladys Kravitzing, which mind you, I am on this street. Of course. For sure. sure. I am watching out my window and I am judging everything. Well, you should because there's a house across the street that has the same window treatments in every window. So clearly, that's not a real house. And a lot of wrought iron furniture. That's the other house. Oh, that's interesting. And clearly, we live next door to people who have a garbage yard. Yes, and, and the one that still has ditch. the same wreath for the past five years. Exactly. So I Gladys Kravitz. So I would love to see if somebody had tail coming and going. Yeah, but that's an awful lot of time that you're spending staring out the window. Like, what? don't you have anything else to do? No. Okay. 
What are you? <laughs> Hit Wait. me. Also, I have a question. Yeah. How did that have to do with time? You know. <laughs> oh, two timer. Oh, okay. It's you didn't say word. that part. Oh, uh, you know what? Because I didn't care. Oh, I know. Neither oh, do I. I did. Oh, there two. Two-timing, old-timer. Oh, you know, there I it is. the title. Okay. Okay, everybody. Yeah. We've landed the plane. Okay, maybe we can edit that back in. And no. We don't want to work that no. hard. It's not. Is anybody... We've already lost an hour. So I'm going to give you another article and speed this shit up. This one comes from the Windsor Star. Windsor, Ontario, Canada. So many commas. Yeah. January 8th, 1963. Clock's driving a cuckoo! Dear Ann Landers, I need your moral support. Last fall, relatives who were vacationing in Europe brought us a gift. A black forest cuckoo clock made in Germany. It is lovely to look at, but have you ever tried to live with one? Ooh, that's what I say about jewels. Wow. Every hour on the hour, we get a little song, like from a music box. Then the cuckoo coos and... (laughs) Then the cuckoo coos and chimes ring out on the hour. On the quarter hour, we hear from the chimes and the cuckoo again. On the half hour, another Strauss waltz, more cuckooing and more chimes. The clock also has a loud tick like a fast ping pong game all day and night. My husband and four little boys love it. It's driving me out of my mind. If I have to spend the rest of my life with this clock, I'm afraid I'll be cuckoo. Is there a solution? Signed, Outnumbered. Dear Outnumbered, the human being is a remarkable animal. He can become accustomed to almost anything. Retool your thinking. View the cuckoo as a family pet. Many women make heroic sacrifices for their families. This can be yours. Heroic sacrifice. Living in the house with the world's most annoying clock. That is the worst advice I have ever heard. I would throw that thing out on the street along with the kids and the husband. What about if it was a holiday clock that on every half hour or hour played a... 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. What about that? What about it? What about it? I mean, would somebody hang it on a wall, say? Who would do that in the middle of a podcast? I don't know. Uh, it's It sounds insane to me, but you know. What do I know? What do I know? I buried that thing in the backyard after last Christmas. It's one of, you know what it is? It's my leg lamp. Yeah. It's just going to move around the house. It's going to find that batteries are missing. I hate Mm -hmm. that clock. For anybody who's listening for the first time, Julesy has a Christmas clock that he puts up for, what, two months out of the year? And every hour on the hour, it plays a Christmas carol. And if you are alone in the house and that thing's batteries are dying and you hear Silent Night. No, thank you. I almost sold the house. As you should have. I was like, we're done here. This is it. This house. It's been a fun ride. Burn the clock. I did you a cuckoo clock next Christmas. I hate you. That thing, something happens to this clock every 15 minutes. Could you imagine? That's the beginning of a horror movie. That's the Babadook. That is uh, Doc's Garage in Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. All the the chimes going off. Yeah. Oh. That would, that's... It's too much. I also don't need to know every time how much time there is. Mm, no. Except when I'm working out. That is the one time I watch, like if I'm on a treadmill, 
And then you're running, running, and you look down, you think you've been there for 25 minutes, and you're like, three minutes? Yeah. That's oh. like, uh, you know what? Once I get to that point, I'm probably not going to expend any more energy. I'm just going to be like, you know, forget it. I thought I was here longer. I'm going to go. It's fine. I actually three went, minutes is fine. I went to the gym at the Borgata, you know, aspirational. Sure. Yeah. There were a lot of people in there. At the gym? At the gym in the Borgata. Okay. A lot of people. But no one's working out. They're all just like talking to people about how to work out. Yeah, but it smelled like rum. You know, it's like that, oof, like everybody's sweating out whatever they drank the night before. Yeah. Yeah. I lasted 10 minutes. I was like, yeah. If I am brought to a gym and I'm left to my own devices, I just go around and I like touch things. I don't really know what to do with anything. Hmm. What are you just like petting it? Like, yeah. (laughs) I just like run my finger over. And they're like, this is. This is nice. See, I'd do it and be like, I'd run my finger. I'm like, this is dirty. <laughs> this is Atlantic this City. This is gross. You've got Atlantic City. I, do that at, I did that at my gym. The other day, I was like, this is insane that I'm spending X amount of money. So I just started taking pictures of things that are wrong with the gym. I'm like, why am I even here? Like, I, I look back and I'm like, why am I? Why am, why am I in this relationship? <laughs> this is absurd. It's abusive. There's a trash bag over a treadmill. I think there's a better way to fix this. Over? Right? Yeah. I'm like, Ooh. what is she drunk? Like, why is she? That's motivating. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? Run towards the trash, Steven. I'm like, <laughs> can we not just pull it off the floor? Like, what? I don't understand. Help a girl out. I mean, this is what is this Bally's if it is not clean? I mean, I understand the lights are dim at this Temple Gym, but it's not that dim. Oh my God! I can't see my hand in front of my face at that gym. How do you even know what you're grabbing or who you're grabbing? Well, the only thing that's good is I don't really like a spotlight over a treadmill. They uh, do that? N- no, because we're in the dark. So that's okay. why I like So you're just running in the dark. Running at night. It's my nightmare. <laughs> that's insane. I got to join this gym. What a weird ass gym. I also don't understand when they're like, let's put all the treadmills against the wall. So then oh, you're just the running towards a brick wall. Oh, ew. That's worse. Yeah. So like you don't have any breathing room because you're just breathing into the wall. Wow. If that isn't a sign of your life, yeah. if you're running on a treadmill towards a brick wall. Yeah. I wow. Like that. Paging Dr. Freud. Yeah, I I try not to do that. Or when someone's on a treadmill and there's a treadmill in front of you. I was doing this the other day. I was working out, obviously, three rows of empty treadmills. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh Someone gets on a treadmill that is facing me. (gasps) No! So now we're running at each other. Are you shitting me? Why did they line it up? And I literally looked at him and then looked (laughs) left and right to the other empty treadmills and then back at him. And then back, left, and right. I'm like, he's just running and staring at you. Yeah, I'm like, are you fucking for real right now? Because that's basically what my eye gestures were doing. Basically, my eyes were saying, are you fucking doing this right now? And no, and it didn't register with you. No, kept going. What sociopath designed this gym that you are looking at somebody else? Running, yeah. Running? Yeah. Wouldn't it be extra creepy if he kind of looked like you? What you just did like the mirror exercise? Yeah, from, like if uh, Penn Badgley class. got any, <laughs> you guys started <laughs> well, mirroring yeah, each like, other. Oh, up high, down low. Right oh. hand over, yeah. left hand over. Mm-hmm. Touch the chin. What a nightmare! Yeah. So then you have to like, you know, look out, like you're acting. You have to look beyond him. The way to run. get him to move is constant Fart. eye contact. Well, no. there's that. Constant eye contact like at intense. a gay gym. No, I don't want to be <laughs> murdered at my house because he's like, oh, let's fuck. Wait, is Temple only gay? 
is, is that why it's dark? Gay? Is that it's like tag? There's it's a party. There's a you know rave what? at three a.m. It, it, it peppers with some straight guys and some girls. This girl the other day at the gym, she I don't know what she was working out other than her tampon because her <laughs> pants were so fucking tight. And then she does one of those things where she does a hair flip in the middle of this crowded gym. She it was like Crystal Gale if she decided to whip her head. If she did the bend and snap. Tell me it got caught in one of the machines. No, but I was like, girl, Somebody's th- this isn't track. a fucking car wash. You just nearly like <laughs> whiplashed me. Also, you are barking up the wrong tree if you're at Temple trying to pick up a guy. Exactly. There was also this girl who was working out and uh, clearly, there's not that many women at this gym. Mm-hmm. Just let you know. This girl, and I, I don't know if this is inappropriate, but. She had the largest boobs I've ever seen, and with the smallest top. It was if I think she it's run- fine for you to say that because you were looking at it medically. I was like, "This is girls gone wild, mm-hmm. working out." I'm like, "Something's not gonna stay in there." Then, then she does one of those things. It's like, "Oh my god, oh my boob fell out!" Yeah, and, and nobody at Temple. Anybody? A- anybody? No, no. It was like a. Uh, it was like if her, it's like those bucking Broncos in a rodeo. Oh, like no. just waiting for the gate to open up before they kill one of those clowns. Yeah, yeah. That's what You're it riding was. The I was like, this bull. is. Somebody's going to get hurt. I mean, and like staring right at you the whole wow, time. Wow. So it was just like constant cleavage on display. It, sure. It's cleavage. Maybe or she like was a working Car picks. accident. What? <laughs> you call it cleavage. I call it tragedy. Yeah. You are the. Sorry. Wow. For the one or two straight men that actually listen to this podcast right now, they just signed up for your gym. Sure. Then you're the other straight guy at the gay gym. (laughs) They were up to two. There we have it. I want to go to this gym so bad. You should. Hit me. This is from the Kingsport Times, Kingsport, Tennessee, January 1st, Friday, 1965. Oh. Timing was for the birds. Okay. I f- I, now I have to put the title on. Because the best is when you just said the date, you just went Friday, 1965. <laughs> You're like, give me a week, a year, and a relationship. Go! <laughs> this improv game is weird. Dear Abby, I feel so sick at heart, I don't know what to do. My daughter-in-law is the dearest little thing. I couldn't love my own daughter more. Yesterday, she brought my little granddaughter over to see me, and she also brought me a cake she had made from, quote-unquote, scratch, Uh from a recipe I'd given her. She was so proud of that cake, I wanted to make her feel good, so I fixed a pot of coffee and served her cake with it. I want to tell you that cake wasn't easy to swallow. It was lopsided, underdone in the center, and very heavy. After she left, I took the cake out in the backyard and started breaking it up into small pieces for the birds. Oh, my God. As I was pitching it left and right, my daughter-in-law came back to get the baby's diaper bag, which she had forgotten. When she saw me throwing the cake out, she looked so hurt. Oh, Abby, I haven't been able to sleep. Should I try to patch things up, or should I just try to forget it and hope she will, too? Signed, so sorry. Oh, awesome. Go ahead. Give me the answer. Dear sorry, it would be better to bring it up and clear the air. Tell her you appreciated your thoughtfulness and also tell her what was wrong with her cake and offer to help her make the next one. P.S. Your timing, as well as her cake, was for the birds. And tell her she's a stupid bitch and should never be in the kitchen again. Here's what I've learned. Never try? (laughs) Don't try. (laughs) Just give up. Everybody does. Uh, You need to wait. It's kind of like... um, 
It's like if you're in an elevator and someone like rips ass and then they leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, you wait for the elevator door to shut and then you're like, Jesus Christ. But you have to wait before that elevator Reopens. pops open again. Exactly. Wait until you've moved on to the second floor. You're right. To pass. Yeah. Timing is gas judgment. Like yes. sometimes when my boss leaves for a trip, I can't just run home. I got to wait about 35 minutes because I know there's a follow. Always. Always. When somebody leaves the house, like when Julesy leaves, I can set my watch to the fact, I can set my cuckoo clock to the fact mm-hmm. that he will come in two minutes later and be like, oh, I forgot my pants. Every Again. time. Yeah. So I have to wait and to bring my boys, my side pieces into the house until I know the car is down the street. I got to give myself a good 20 minutes. Oh, so here's the thing. But also, as the cake giver, you have to accept that whatever you put out there is is it is what it is. I, I say this as somebody who continually tries to bake, mm-hmm. and I shit the bed every time. I would actually be better if I served shit in a bed <laughs> than mm, half of the things I yeah. have made. So cut to, we have our neighbors two doors down, good friends of ours. They invite us over for like a Christmas dinner or something, or like a New Year's, I don't know, it's a holiday thing. And I was like, well, I'll bake something. Look at me, Betty Crocker, the girl who called the entire West Orange Fire Department to her house when she tried to make one chicken sausage. Hmm. True story. So I was like, but when I bake, you know, I'm weird. Yes. And I never can just like use a normal flour or a normal sugar. Everything has to be weird, organic, alternative items, you know, couch stuffing, whatever. So I decide I'm going to take on going to make a coconut cake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to make it gluten-free. No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to make it vegan. A vegan gluten-free coconut cake to bring over their house that they've Ooh, invited I'm going to make it spark. I'm going to I'm going to make it I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to sit. I'm going <laughs> to fart on that cake. All right. I'm going to put my nipples in it. Right. I'm going to hide a used tampon and see if anyone notices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to chew some out and then spit it back in the cake and then frost it. I'm going to fart the frosting right off this thing. That's going to be called my Aaron's Dirty Coconut Cake. Take a big ass bite. You would have been better off because this thing, it was a doorstopper. It was so heavy and so dense, but I didn't taste any of this shit before I brought it over. It was like eating Play-Doh. So we go to their house. And his mother is there, and his mother's in his in her 90s. And not well, you know? So they slice up, and they slice up huge slices of cake, and they give it to everybody. I take one bite, glue my mouth shut, because whatever I put in this thing, it was like cement mixer. Your fault. It was entirely my fault. And <laughs> Just go around and slap the cake out of everyone's hand. I pretty much did. Oh, God. I was like, everybody stop eating. You replace it with skinny and sweet. Oh, you did the cat enjoy this jello mold? <laughs> and exactly. So we serve it up and it is hot. It's so actively bad. I take two bites and I was like, you guys, stop. Stop what you're doing. You're eating ass. <laughs> Surprise! The secret ingredient is my colon. The mom dies immediately. <laughs> So his mother's in her 90s. She's now, at this point, mostly through the cake. She's totally like the aunt from vacation. Where mm-hmm. The dog went on the picnic basket. Uh, it's fine. 
and she's eating and eating and and Anthony is British and he's like, Ma, stop eating it. It's rubbish. It's rubbish. So that's like a thing where we're all trying to get his mother like, please stop eating the cake. And she died the week after. You killed his mom. <laughs> First thought was I did this. It's what like, you did was you sent it and you killed all of her vital organs. Yes, <laughs> it glued everything together yeah. that already was, you know. Uh-huh. Bordering. Yeah, it's like when you go to like Brazil or uh, Rio de Janeiro for like a butt lift or whatever, and they just put cement cement in your face. Yeah. Exactly. You just put cement in her organs, and she died. Good enough. Yeah. Exactly. That's so you killed so, someone. It, it, you killed someone's mom. When I, I saw him like a couple days afterwards, and I was like, "Sorry about your mom." Did they do an autopsy? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't know. She was fine until she had that cake. What was the cause of death? I don't, it's still under investigation. What were her last words? Were Erin baked? Yeah. <laughs> it was water. water. No, don't add water. Don't add water. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like a blowfish. Oh. So what I'm trying to say is if the cops show up, I didn't do it. Well, you just told everyone here. Ah, crap. All right, this final article comes to you from the Modesto Bee. You know where it's from? Modesto, Modesto. California. March 8, 1974. Clock conflict alarms hubby. Dear Ann Landers, my wife has to get up first. She claims it's easier for her if she sets the alarm for 6.30 a.m., lets it ring, and then resets it for 7 so she can enjoy an extra half hour's sleep. I resent this. When the alarm rings at 6.30, it wakes me up too, and I can't go back to sleep until after it rings the second time. This robs me of an extra half hour's slumber. I maintain that my wife is selfish for imposing her alleged right to wake up easy over my alleged right to sleep till it's time for me to get up. Who do you see as the more selfish one? Signed, Annoyed in the Morning. Dear Annoyed, no matter what I say, one of you will be mad and the problem will not be resolved. You don't say whether you sleep in one bed or twin beds. This would make a difference. If it's twin beds, your wife could put the alarm on low, place it under her pillow, and not disturb you. This system might still work in a single bed if you are a sound sleeper. If it won't work, sleep in another room, even if it means a cot in the kitchen. <laughs> Ew. A continuing problem like this can strain the seams of a marriage to the breaking point. Better another room now than another address in two years. Ayan! I think setting an alarm... Well, first of all, my alarm is so gentle. That is it like, a, uh, like a, being woken up by like a Calgon bath? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just some woman who wakes me up and she's like, your day is going to be fantastic. It's like gentle chimes. I hardly ever hear my alarm on the handful of times that I need it. Yeah, it's like... Does it get progressively louder? No. It just stays at that level. It's just like Jewel is singing to you. Oh, I would be up. (laughs) I would be up and out. Who will sing? I'm up! I got it. Next! (laughs) Next, Jewel. I don't, I have never been a person who can wake up to an alarm, hit snooze, and then keep snoozing. And then 15 minutes later, hit snooze again. 15 minutes later, hit snooze. Alarm goes off, I'm up, I'm out. Yep. 
tumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Except for I don't have the wig or tits or vagina. Yet. Correct. Never say never. New year, new you. That's right. Although mm-hmm. it's March, so I don't. I think the resolution. Chinese New Year, new you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So here's my question for everybody: Is it time for a moth report? Yes. We haven't done one in a while. Let's hit it. And now it's time for the moth report. It's time to call me and see what the weather is like where I'm standing. Patty, make the dee 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 noise. Give the lady what she yearns for. A dee 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. La, 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 la. How's everybody? <laughs> well, somebody had her Sanka this morning. Someone had their cocaine. Well, yes, looky Lou. I, I guess yes. the time change doesn't affect you at all. Oh, God, I hate this. I don't know what. I keep telling myself, actually, it's really only 10 o'clock. But I can't. It's just. I thought this was over, but I guess this. They didn't sign off on it yet. So no, I thought whatever. that we were supposed to change it right now, and then we keep yep. it here for forever. That's what forever. That's what I thought, but apparently it's not all been approved. But whatever. Who has to approve this they, stuff? Jesus. Oh, who cares? Oh my I'm God! So sick Could of you imagine? Jesus comes down. He's like, I've been telling you guys, <laughs> keep it at the same time. Fine. Don't mess. And also, caftans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you guys, linen in the desert. Linen. I told you I'm not white, right? <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I am not white. What's with all the pictures? We love Jesus. Okay, just wait until the next That's episode. That's a cute nose. But I know, and the pictures. <laughs> And the pictures are hunky, you know? Uh, Real handsome. Keep it in your pocket. <laughs> are, you, are you turned on by the Jesus? Jesus is so hot right now. He's so hot. And that's just because he's, he's totally. in the desert, you guys. In the yeah, desert. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so I what's think. What's happening? Well, well, we've decided to call you. It's been a minute. We wanted to. No. The, the theme of the. Jesus, somebody put a nickel in her today. I'm She's all excited because the, the sun is shining really in here. And it's so warm. It's so great. I'm going to go take a walk. But I'm cooking corned beef and cabbage right now. Oh. I have to wait until that's kind of done. It's like, you know, St. Patty's Day. So what, what else would you eat, right? That just took our uh, breath away when she said corned beef and cabbage. Our people are Did not it? known for our dietary choices. Yeah, you better get a <laughs> bunch of Glade plugins. Nobody ever went to Ireland and came back and like, oh, my God, you guys, this is great potato place. <laughs> You've got to check it out. Uh, if you love cabbage, uh, and who doesn't? Am I right, ladies? <laughs> if you love fighting up a storm, I, I know a great restaurant for you. Uh, I don't. There's only one thing I don't like on the planet, and that's uh, and that's uh, uh, eggplant. For I thought she was going to say Erin. Like it, oh! it doesn't taste like anything, but you'd ha- rather have this roughage that's going to clear your guests out of your house. <laughs> eggplant is the Andy yes. McDowell of vegetables. It doesn't affect you one way or the other. That's true. Wow. That's true. That's I'm true. truth in that I am, today. I am, I am like mad. I just started changing. A, I bought myself a, a new handbag at a discount place, and I'm just changing it over from my old purse, and I found an old French fry and a comb. Obviously, this thing had been returned. The French fry looked like it was like I, I could snap it in half. Did you it taste like, it? What the heck? 
somebody must have returned it. They put new tags on it and sold it to me. So I it am is going, a free French fry. I don't know why you're yeah. looking this gift horse in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> also, I am going like to go to Macy's ungrateful on this Sunday. <laughs> It sounds to me like someone went on Let's Make a Deal and didn't end up using the fry. Nobody asked, yeah. is there a fry in I your guess. purse? Well, you are you just to happy see to see me? Wait, so are you just, did you did you go back to the discount shoe warehouse and say, excuse me, I'd like to return this tote bag. It's got a fry in it. No, but you know what? I bought a pair of shoes yesterday. I, for some reason, have gone Was there a foot in there? With shopping. There was a toenail. <laughs> oh, God, that's disgusting. Ew. Okay, <laughs> says the woman who found a fry in her purse. I know. Yeah, like right, we're judging yeah. on a curve here. <laughs> wow. Wait, so just the, give me the thrilling conclusion of the bag. Did you return the bag? I'm going to, and then I'm going to go to Macy's and buy a full price one for myself. Are you going to keep nice. the fry? Well, I haven't thrown it out yet. Maybe I should bring it back and show them. Look what I found. Yes. You know? Well, I mean, it is a second hand. It's a used. You knew that going it's in, though. It's a second hand fry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yes, well, they're, they're probably uh, going to look at you and be like, well, yeah, they gave you a snack. Jesus. <laughs> exactly. What are you complaining about, lady? Two for one. Two for one. Now, at why, couldn't I find, why couldn't I find the Butterfinger in the bag? Then I'd keep it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's like hitting the jackpot for you. I guess. Some yes, people play I the know. lotto. You just buy bags that could randomly have snack items in there. Yeah, trick or treat candy like, with a razor yes. blade in it. Wow. Oh, well. <laughs> and a comb. There was also a comb. You could send that was out. It, to was it clean or did it have hair in it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll put it through the dishwasher. Uh, <laughs> it's not a bad comb. <laughs> Unless it's a lice comb or a pubic comb. No, no. No, it isn't. It's one you of those big pubic comb to my mother. I did. But you never know. I mean, it's a real thing. <laughs> She's a grown woman. Asking for a friend. Right. <laughs> Claire, what is this comb for? Wow. Okay. So, so you're gonna you, that's your activity for the day. You're gonna go return yes. the purse and with the go front. for a walk because it's nice out. Yes, and, and go for and finish my corned beef and cabbage dinner. Ugh. And I got I've just got a lot to do today. I guess clearly you're not gonna do anything after you corned beef and cabbage. Just lay there. I know. And question I'm corned beef and cabbage and a French fry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Share it with my father. Yeah, and no yeah. one else. Cause... Jack, you want this fry? <laughs> Found it in my purse. I did say, so. oh, yeah, yeah. So they're going on vacation next week. They're getting on a cruise yeah. ship. Good luck. Oh, my God. And she's I telling know. me where everything in the house is buried now. At this point, she's like, all the important papers are here. You get, your brother no, gets the baseball no. card collection. You get the jewelry. And the purse with the fry. This is how she celebrates, yeah, how, yeah. how she gets ready for a vacation, is she tells me, like, aware, what's in the will. Mm. Because she Just thinks she's going to get out there on the ship and somebody's going to be like, get the white lady. She's yeah, got I'm drugs. Yeah, I'm trip and fall overboard or something, and they'll never find me again. Oh, well, I'll be fish well, you've food. thought this through. Or they'll make a yeah. movie about it with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's one of my favorites. I like well, that movie. Well, now you can live it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, as she's prepping for this, she Catherine told me. Catherine Hellman plays her mother. She uh-huh. told me the other day as she's shopping for a purse, she's like, I hate the words tote bag. You hate tote bags or you just hate the words tote bag? I hate the word tote. I hate the word yummy. I can't take it anymore. Everybody says, you see a recipe There's on a yummy Facebook, fry in this tote. <laughs> yummy, yummy this, yummy that. I just don't like that word. Ooh. I'm sick of it. Yummy you have a word you don't like. Oh, I have a lot yeah. of words I don't like. Yeah, I know. 
I know. It's like that. It's like that. Yeah. Just a little annoyance on this sunny Sunday morning, but oh. other than that. Maybe you should do I'll a gratitude hope. journal. Yes. <laughs> I am grateful for this French fry. That'll be returning. I'm grateful for this corned beef. (laughs) I wonder. So, okay, just to bring this down to a thrilling conclusion, will you return it with the fry and show it to these people? Not unlike also, you need wherever you're shopping, you have to stop shopping there because she got me a gift for Christmas, which she got from Discount Shoe Warehouse, and I was like, "What fresh hell is in this box?" (laughs) I open it up, all the ghosts fly out. She got me these clogs because apparently she thinks I am making uh, chicken tikka masala at somebody's house in Phoenix, Arizona. Like, I don't know who she thinks I am. Maybe you're a line cook. I like them. <laughs> exactly. I was like, am I Emerald? Not Emerald. Like, who's the guy? Mario Batali. Yes. We're both redheads. And I, so she gets me these slipper clogs and I take them out and they, they also have this like Navajo print on the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's like an I oversized button. Nice. She thinks I shop at Chico's, and they were both the right foot. Wow. So I had to go back to a discount shoe warehouse and be like, my mother bought me clogs. That's not the bad part. (laughs) She literally has two left feet. (laughs) Yes. yes. Now they they were actually, because it was a different DSW, they're like, well, we're going to have to pay a restocking fee. And I was like, I am not paying to replace these clogs. Maybe you don't understand why I'm here, (laughs) Terry. I said my mother bought me clogs. That's all I should have to say. I don't think this is necessary for a second sentence. But, (laughs) Terry, if we must. I think you need need to to shop elsewhere. But I think you need to go somewhere. Aaron likes cash. I love cold, hard cash. Put it in an envelope, dress it up on the outside, put some googly eyes, and slip it across (laughs) the table. Dancing boys. Cash and dancing boys. Well, that works for me. This has been an amazing moth report. We can't wait to hear the thrilling conclusion of the Fry Saga. So (laughs) please text me. Did I have what? Was there a topic today? Uh, It's burned into the ground. Once you said. Timing. Time. time and we've already discussed and we've time. spent a lot of time talking about this fry so there you go oh, and she yes. talked about okay. the time change she nailed the topic oh, oh, nailed yes. it and the pool nailed boy it. yes <laughs> he's so dreamy he looks like jesus <laughs> well thank you very much we will talk to you okay, soon guys. have a good time on your cruise and we will follow up if you survive it absolutely you right. have a great day guys you love too. you patty love you jim on. love you Aaron. Right. see you soon bye, bye. And all she had was a fry in a purse. Who left the fry in this purse? Who left the fry out? Who? 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 Who, who, who left the fry out? Who? 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 That is like really jackpot for her. That is gross. What kind of but fry was what, it? But also, what? it's a used purse. There could be anything in it. I don't know. Well, so like that, what's she wild a- is that somebody went to a DSW, bought themselves a tote bag, sorry, used it, put some fries in it, and they were like, well, I've had enough of this oh, fry bag. Oh, she bought it in a discount warehouse? I like thought she said go- she, I thought she went to like a discount place. Where no, like, no, like no, no, no. It's not like plus. a vintage. No, no, no. Oh, no. No. She went to like a Nordstrom Rack or a TJ gotcha, Max or gotcha. something. Gotcha. For the know? max for the minimum. Okay. Max for the maximum Maximista. Fries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is, in theory, a new purse. This is not a vintage. Okay, never mind. Take, She's not a big. I take it all back. Recycler. Mm. Upcycler. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
Oh my god. Oh fuck, is it time for Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) So tired. All right, everybody, it's time. It's time for Instagram mail. Instagram mail. At this point, my voice is getting lower. Next, next, sexy Jesus got off the bus. I said next. Hey, I'm from Jerusalem. I don't like guys who wear sandals. Birkenstock. Well, hold on to your flat irons because we have an Instagram mail question this week. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at dearpodofficial. You send us a question and we will send you an answer. So hit me, Patty. You've got the question this week, baby. Dear Pod, I have a friend, let's call her Kathy, who has this awful tendency to always switch the topic of every conversation back to her. I was talking about a painful experience I wanted someone to talk to. Everything I said was met with the, oh, that's nothing. This one time I, or... I know what you're saying, my this or that. You get the idea. It's like a reflex to pull every conversation back to her. Do I call her on this? It's getting to a point where I don't even want to hang out with her. Signed, but enough about you. Mm-hmm. Dear Butt, <laughs> she probably picked this habit up after watching years and years of the Oprah Winfrey show. Oprah, my husband left me in a ditch, upside down. On fire, then ate a ham sandwich and a glass of milk until my hair burned off and didn't even call the police. Lady, one night I was with Quincy Jones and Steven Spielberg wearing my long and lean jeans from Donna Karen when I realized my Hermes earring dropped in my soup. So yes, I do feel your pain. Uh, Oprah, not the same. You'll never win this game. Trust me, if you really like her, you'll have to say something. Anything. If you're on the fence with her, then dump her. Pointing out someone else's faults and then telling that person about them isn't the most awesome experience. But if keeping silent is killing you, you're going to have to pull up your wellies and walk in the muck for a minute. Best of luck with the one-upper. Best of luck in the muck, kid. Here's what Anne has to say. Dear butt. Ah, sounds to me like you've encountered the dreaded one-upper conversational narcissist. Toss vegan on that shit pile and you have a hat trick of terrible qualities and a friend. The one-upper conversational narcissist, or Alken for short, Alken, Alken, is the worst kind of person to talk to. Oh, you're going to Fiji? I went there years ago, before it was trendy. Oh, you auditioned for Law & Order? I played Dead Girl in Trash Can in the first season. Oh, you murdered a guy and buried him in your backyard? I killed John Bonet. <laughs> you sunk the battleship. <laughs> It's exhausting, but if you want to keep Miss Thundersteeler as a friend, I'd do two things. Bear in mind that the Alkins braggery comes from a place of deep insecurity. Ironically, their blowhard bullshit is actually the thing standing in in the way of the thing they want to achieve, love and adoration. According to something I read on the internet, a 2015 study showed that braggarts overestimated the extent to which their audiences would be quote-unquote proud and happy. Much like my stand-up shows in New Jersey. And second, next time she starts with, oh, you think that was good? This one time I cut her off at the pass and say, I don't actively give a shit, Kathy. (laughs) And then face this me monster head on. Odds are she's not even aware she's doing it. When you call people on this stuff, you'd be surprised how unaware most people are when it comes to their own behavior. She may even thank you. All right, enough of this advice bullshit. Now it's back to me. Good luck, you conflict-resolving son of a bitch. And happy, meh, meh, meh. Oh, my God, meh. I did this thing with a mutt, and then it was all about meh. And then you come, but whatever with your meh. And 
Oh, we all know these people, don't we? Yes. Yes, we do. And their names are Patrick O'Brien and Jules. I hate anytime, I think I went, on anytime I go on vacation, it's kind of like a uh, an anomaly. Like I never go. Yeah. So, so if I, when I was at Ralph Lauren, I used to, if I went on vacation, like, oh, I, uh, you're going to wherever Chicago, we're going to, you know, St. Bart's again, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, you're going to St. Bart's? Or like if the, the following year, St. Bart's is so over. It's Turks and Caicos. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to Chicago to visit my 90-year-old mom. Fuck all of you. Fuck your trends and your weird Bora Bora Instagram pictures. Yeah. Oh, here's another picture of you alone on that beach. Really glad. A glass just, bottom boat. Yeah. Live your best wow, life. Wow, I'm so glad you spent all that money. Yeah. For that picture. Oh, my. Oh, vacations. What are those? I'm dying to go on a vacation. Me to Tambien. Oh, I just want to get on a plane again. I don't want to get on a plane. I just want to sit in the sun. Yeah, that sounds nice. That's what happens in March. You know, at March is a good time to go on vacation. It's a crap month. It is my people's month. Double. It's a double header because I'm Irish and I'm a woman. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, ladies? In uh, theory. I do you remember during the the Pandy Newton that um uh it was around this time that the pandemic started, yes. but it was, everyone had started like decorating their bars yeah, with shamrocks and everything. And then it was just like the town that was forgotten. And then there were still like a year later, the shamrocks were still in those closed bars and everything. It's horrifying. And yeah. they were like covered in dust. Yeah. Like the bar underneath us was still, I was like, this is still so- dressed for. St. Patty's Day that no one, it was the Trini Alvarado Sweet 16. No one showed up. <laughs> That's a shout out to Paul, <laughs> one of our favorite listeners. He's Paul obsessed Langley. with Trini Alvarado. Now <laughs> you did that. Um, uh, but yes, that's that's this the, the maniversary of that. I, I will forever be traumatized by March now because of that. Every time we come into this month, that's what I think. I'm like, oh my god! Like three years ago, two years ago, like what? Like you think back to where you were. Yeah. And I mean, you'd walk. Th- I'd walk pa- in our neighborhood, and you'd. It, it was like St. Patrick's Day was. It's like Groundhog Day, but yeah. no one is there. Oh my god! And what but a weird holiday pl- to be stuck in. The plus side is there was no like dirty leprechaun crawl pub crawl. I know. Why couldn't it happen around Christmas? I mean. So we didn't do SantaCon. No, it's Leprechaun. Oh, God. I don't understand. What a way to celebrate my people. We take their stereotype and do There's no, like, there's no other holiday where we celebrate somebody's stereotype. It's not like July 4th, we do Bastille Day and everybody's a dick and acts French. Right. I'm just saying. Oh. These are the stereotypes. <laughs> Get it. You know what it's time for because it's Saturday morning? It's not Saturday. Oh, God. It's Sunday This morning. time change is really... <laughs> Yeah, you lost a whole fucking day. I lost a day. I must live in Arizona. (laughs) God. All right, it's time. It's time Time for yesterday's cocktail. cocktail. Yesterday's Yesterday's beer. I don't know where I am. I took a nap. I woke up in Atlantic City sweating, sweating. Married to a woman with huge jugs. And she worked at Truvy's West Hooters. (laughs) (laughs) Combining everything. We have all the highlights of this week's special cocktail song, but this week's specialty cocktail is the Waterproof Watch. People have accused James Jules Ferris of being behind the times. He thinks that is a bunch of hooey and malarkey. I see what he did there. 
this, you will need one and a half ounces of Hendrix gin, three quarters of an ounce of Amaro Montenegro, three quarters of an ounce of Aperol, two dashes pimento aromatic bitters, and two dashes Angostura bitters. So basically just your average items that you have just kicking around the house. Yeah. Add all ingredients into a mixing glass and fill with ice and stir. Strain into a rocks glass over a large ice cube. Express with an orange zest coin and drop it in the glass. Whenever anybody uses express like that, all I can think of is Your expressing dogs. anal glands. Yeah. Exactly. I'll try yours. I'm going to express my anal glands after I drink this, because here are the tasting <laughs> notes. Like yes, it's that time of the podcast where we make a cocktail. You can set your watch to this weekly segment. Start the timer and this cocktail will be mixed before we run out the clock. Okay, no more time-related puns. I think you get the idea. Originated by Souther Teague of Amor y Amargo Bar on East 6th Street in New York City, when I think of the old-timey cocktails that come out of New York, I always think of downtown, east side, New York, back in the days of old. How apropos that this drink came from a bar on the Lower East Side. Plus, it has all the ingredients that make up a classic cocktail. I'd say that this week's offering is a win-win. Now check your Rolex, Timex, Omega, Schiffhausen, Tag Heuer, Bulova, and Swatches. Because it's happy hour somewhere, and your drink is waiting. Cheers, everybody. Here is the waterproof watch. I want to see what this Amaro Montenegro is all about. It smells delicious. It looks like a Negroni, but it doesn't look as red. It's me when I live in Arizona. Oh, that's smooth. <gasps> Ooh, that's like Rob Thomas. <laughs> Don't you bring Rob Thomas into this and ruin this drink for me. Just like the ocean, I'm on the moon. This is like Maroon 5. I enjoy it at first, but it hurts later when I pee. Hmm. I don't know if Maroon 5 has that effect on me. You haven't been with Maroon 5. No. I've been with Maroon 2. Uh, if they're maroon, I'm not with them. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is so good. Makes me want to have a couple more and then drive home. <laughs> makes me want to have, like, it's a Sunday morning, right? Am I right, ladies? Well, it makes you get the pacing getting it's, like, sweeter. It's not as bitter. But yeah. I do love a bitter drink. I like a good slap in the face. But this... Slapper, Jim. I think because it has Aperol and gin, which are... Isn't that... What do you put in a Negroni? Isn't that Aperol? Yeah, I think whatever this Amaro Montenegro is. Or the Campari. Oh, it's Campari, you're right. Mm. So whatever this is, mm. this is a nice alternative to, take a sip, Julesy. This is an alternative to the Negroni. It's a sweeter version. It's like the nicer sister. It's the yeah. nicer twin. It's the titty twister. It's the Mary Kate of drinks. Wearing oh. oversized baggy clothes and an extra-sized Starbucks. And just garnish with a cigarette. Has anybody checked up on them? Not interested. Nobody wants to know about the twins? I don't. They were everywhere for a long time. It always felt like there were pictures of them in Soho wearing mattresses. Mm-hmm. They brought those puffer things into Vogue way before they were happening. They they were like crisscross. It's like, is that what we're doing <laughs> They'll make now? you jump. Yeah. It's like the oversized everything. <laughs> They'll make you jump off a bridge. Right. They're you know they'll be in like a traffic accident because they've just tripped over their oversized everything. And they're so little. It's like it's Mike TV in the purse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like woodland creatures. They are. They're nymphs. Yeah. They're a rare find. Who blew Mary Kate over? Sorry. Yeah, like sorry. One... I was just closing my bag. Nobody's seen them since Hurricane Sandy. 
I'm not saying I'm, I'm a conspiracy theorist. But she's floating out to sea somewhere with a volleyball with her. <laughs> this episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.